0: Hey y'all welcome back episode 25 of Manly Musings podcast man the time has been flying Um, tonight we're going back to some wrestling Uh, so we have the crew back from a couple weeks ago when we did the wrestling episode first everyone you know let's start off Leland introduce yourself again everyone just go through say hi real quick uh, and we'll kind of jump
1: into it sure yeah hey guys Leland Reed I went to college with Merritt and Kevin and happy to be back on Yes. And anyway, whatever's else. next. Yeah. Whoever wants to go.
2: Yeah, Cyrus, age before beauty. Oh, <laughs> thanks,
3: man. We haven't even gone for a I quarter minutes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am Cyrus. I have worked with Kevin uh, for close to almost four or five years. Uh, at our at a retail spot. We'll not say the name obviously because we're not sponsored by them, which is really the really stinks, but uh, and Listen, so I love being over here, man. So let's get a pop-in. Yes. I got my yes, popping ready, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Mack here uh, representing the Mush Squad podcast. Again. Yes. Um, big wrestling guy. Happy
0: to be back, guys. Thanks for the invite. Hey, you guys are all more than welcome to come back whenever. Uh, Leland, this is, what, your third time on. Cyrus, yes. this is your third time. Joe Mac, this is your second. So welcome back, everybody. Let's just jump into it. These guys are going to enjoy, again, talking about wrestling um, all night. I'm going to sit here. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm just going to sit here look pretty. Might watch the Celtics game when that pops on in, a, you know, 20 minutes uh, and go back and forth. But, hey, I don't know anything about wrestling. So let's just have some fun with this. Mm-hmm. Weekly sports update. This is huge for any basketball fan. Kyrie Irving is back. Uh, he actually can officially play for the Nets. Uh, at home. So big win for them, I guess. We'll see how that transpires over the next, what, two, three weeks of the regular season and, and then into the playoffs. So anyone's thoughts on that one? I don't think it, I
3: don't think that it's, it, it truly makes a difference. I don't think they'll win the championship this year. Cause I think the albatross in the room is Ben Simmons because if Ben Simmons doesn't come back and play, they don't have that third guy to, you know, to take it, take away, take away from them. Cause you think about it. If they, you know, Kyrie and, and Kyrie and Kevin get their 30 or 40, right. Mm-hmm. They still got to set score a hundred something the game in order to win in order to win. I don't think they could do it without Ben. I mean, you know, it's just not going to happen.
2: Not only I that, don't... but you gotta, you gotta take to take account that they haven't had Joe Harris all year either. Cause of the injury right. he sustained last year. And although he kind of laid an egg in the playoffs last year, um, he's good for 12 to 15 points a game. He's that, he stretches the floor at that three. Yeah. He's, he's out on the wing. Um, Blake Griffin has not played <laughs> many times in the last month. Um, and, you know, Andre Drummond has also been an albatross uh, actually, physically speaking with his body size with that, with that team. So it, it The Nets aren't doing much this year, especially with how good the Celtics, the Bucs have been had a resurgence the last few weeks. The the East is a lot stronger than people are giving credit to them, Um, and it's a lot better competition. Mm -hmm. The Nets are just in the middle of the
0: pack. It's crazy to see that the top four teams are all, you know, a a half a game within each other. The Celtics were number one until they lost to the Raptors, and they dropped the four. Like, the East is stacked. The West has two teams, like they usually do, and I would really say it's really one team right now that's yeah. dominating without even their best players throughout the course of the year. So, um, it will be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see.
4: Um, yeah, and to like Cyrus's point, like the Nets, w- the way they win winning games is just by outscoring people, scoring a hundred points a night, and I just don't think that that is suffice to be able to uphold like without like everybody putting in points like that every single night. I think that's too hard to sustain over seven games you get to a point where you have one bad night. It's going to be pretty much game over for them, you know?
3: Well, here's a question for everybody, right? How, how many times have you watched the NBA playoffs? And seen that the game went from them scoring 120 on the regular season down to hundred, the game slows down mm-hmm. tremendously. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, yep. I got, I got seven games of, Excuse me. I have seven games to figure out how to beat you so I could take away X, Y, and Z so you can't win. So now what do you do? So that's why like the teams like Golden State, Phoenix Suns, a lot of those teams that have multiple guys when they are healthy, obviously when everybody's healthy, right? Have multiple guys that can do it for you. It makes it easier for them because they know that, listen, I'm going to get to 100 regardless. It's just a matter of, can I stop the other team getting to 100?
0: Yeah, that's very true. It'll be you know it'll be interesting once the playoffs come around. You know, what happens to all these teams, especially the east? It's anyone that's playing the turn, the playing tournament, anyone from the one through eight seed, honestly, could move on and go to that eastern conference final. Like, maybe just not the Hornets and maybe not the Nets. Like, those are <laughs> the two teams, maybe, maybe won't do it, but it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, um, yeah. next. March Madness. How's everyone's bracket looking? Everyone excited? My
4: women's bracket, I actually almost got, I have the whole final four wow. for the women's bracket. Really? I'm I'm so mad You 1. I
0: was so mad.
4: I just Ugh. threw it together last, like literally minutes before the first tip-off, and I just went for it. And my bracket's pretty good right now. It's in like the upper percentile. So I was like, all right, we'll see what we got going on. But the men's bracket is completely blown up. Damn.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My men's bracket blew up the first, uh, first two nights when yeah. Kentucky lost because I had Kentucky winning, winning it all same because same that's one. worst case scenario for WVU. Also, wow. going to win Player of the Year, <laughs> and if he wins the national championship, I mean that's every WVU fan's nightmare. So I expected it to come true. Me I'm too, Leland. To I was now. on that. I was on that bandwagon. Also, I had yeah. him winning. I
0: had him going to the final, like the final game, and losing, but. Yeah, I was perfect all the way up until that one game. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> I'm doing great," and then, and it just trickled down effect after that. So, um, final four, Cyrus, your team is going to get annihilated. I don't think you're going to be you, to you think close. So? Yeah, I no, it's going to be a really close game. UNC Duke yeah. is going to be unbelievably close. Kansas Villanova, that's going to be a a heck of a game. Though Villanova should not have won that game against Houston. If Houston hits like a couple of threes and doesn't go one for twenty from behind the arc, Houston's on, moves on. But I think Kansas beats Nova and they're in the final. The Duke UNC one is a coin flip; it could go either way, and it's going to be a hell of a game for sure.
3: The, the only reason I would say it, and I agree with you, the only reason I would say it, it's probably Duke, and it's not because like being a home or being because it's my favorite team, but If you look at it offensively, again, you know, defensively, I think they're pretty much the same. They, they allow things to happen. They're not really, they're both not really great defensive teams. They're okay, but they're not great. I think offensively Duke has a couple more guys that can go get their own shot. UNC has a couple guys that are just, they got to get set up. Like, Like love, love can get his own shot. Baycock can somewhat get his own shot. The rest of them, the 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 big the the center your center I forget his name. Um, oh, the,
0: the white like kid, basically. Yeah, the yeah. white kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> um, he has to he has to get set up in order to get his shot. He can't you know he can't facture, he can't manufacture it on his own. Uh, the point guard can't get it with can't get anything without a pick and roll situation. Uh, Dave, yeah. Davis can't get anything without a pick and roll situation. So, it, I mean, not to say that it won't be close, but it you know in a close situation. You got four guys on Duke that can go get the shot at any point in time. It's, it's and, tough to stop that if you just say put the ball in your hands and find a mismatch.
2: Let's let's take a look at sports because sports is, is naturally a romantic thing if you think right. about it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more poetic than Coach K beating UNC in the Final Four and then going on to potentially beat Kansas – which would be the same team he beat for his first national championship That's in true. his last two oh, games. Oh my
4: god. I like so that. that was the I like that. First time you
2: see first time you see Duke UNC in the NCAA tournament ever. These two are two of the blue bloods, two of the perennial elite. Eight. I did some research. Let me pull it up because I was prepping for my podcast here real quick in regards <laughs> to it. the Final 4. They're we all have... blue
0: they're all blue bloods and mm-hmm. it's UNC Dukes first time ever playing each other in the tournament, which let's be honest, that is beyond ridiculous um, that that's happened, that they've never played.
2: UNC has been in the final four 20 times Duke, 16 times Kansas, 15 times Villanova, six times third time in the last four, five years for Villanova. Um, But just like it's all blue bloods. It's all the perennial all-stars it's, Four of the greatest coaches of all time when it comes to NCAA, excuse me, not, not Hubert Smith now, Hubert Davis now, but the program itself. The program right. is, is its own coach. Um, but I'm not a Duke fan. I'm not a Coach K fan. But it'd be cool to see him ride off into the sunset and never coach ever again, you know?
1: <laughs> I, I thought I was, don't know if anyone's beaten Kansas. Kansas is yeah, unreal right now.
0: Yeah, they the way that they went out and just have been thumping everybody.
1: everybody
3: Defensively, else. they are a juggernaut. Defensively, yeah. defensive they get at it. Offensively, they're still kind of rough around the edges. Defensively, though, woo, they get.
0: Added. You can There's no team in the Final Four that is better in transition than Kansas. Mm-hmm. No one even close. So, it. I'm. I'm excited. I can't wait to plop my butt down and watch some basketball, drink a couple beers, yell at the TV, have a good Saturday. So. um Move on to the next thing. So we got the NFL. Hey, fellas, I'm going to
3: hop off like for like five minutes. I got to go take my uh, daughter to dance. I'm right back. All, All right, right.
0: Go, go fun dancing, Cyrus. We'll see you later. I love to dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have this past week is the NFL coaches meetings. Uh, biggest thing out of it is the OT rule for postseason. Thoughts on that, guys? It's interesting. I like that it's changed. But still, at the end of the day, you're going to get a lot of people complaining about it because if you get a safety, game is over. If you stop your opponent and then the opponent scores on the next drive, it's over. So thoughts,
1: feelings, anything along those lines? Not everyone at once. It's okay. I mean, it's an improvement, I guess, but it's still not perfect. And I... I think the NFL is too stubborn to adopt the college overtime rules, which to me is the perfect overtime. I I love college overtime so much, even with the change either this past year or the year before, where after the third overtime, you have to go for two every time instead of starting at the 25. I I still think that's the perfect way to do it, but the NFL is never going to adopt that. So I guess we take what they give us and it is a bit of an improvement.
2: Yeah, I think that it's... um contradictory this this change because the reason the change happened originally which was uh peyton manning in the playoffs didn't get a chance to get his ball on his hands on the ball and whoever they played i think was uh, new england denver yeah first time Mm -hmm. uh new england drove down the field scored a touchdown game over and peyton manning didn't get his hands on the ball that was the year he threw 55 touchdowns broke all the records um this year we had two scenarios where there was overtime in the playoffs the first one was Josh Allen and uh, not getting his hands on the football in the playoffs against the Chiefs after that arguably the best playoff game in the NFL history. And oh, yeah. then the following week, it happens again with the Chiefs. But this time they win the toss. They don't score. And then the, uh, the Bengals go downfield and score. So it's like uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't know why they just don't continue the game. If it's tied at the end of the fourth quarter, just put uh, 15 minutes on the clock and just continue the game. Or if you want to do 10 minutes or, or eight minutes, just continue the game however they were playing. No need to change the rules. And at the end of the extra period, whoever has the most points is the winner. No need for sudden death. No need for I was listening to the radio. Someone was talking like after 10 minutes, if it's still tied, go to a field goal kickoff.
0: Oh, that? well out of here. Oh, no, I think I think the um the Colts time. Yeah, I think ahead. the Colts actually like brought that up. Or yeah. that was their idea of like you should just kick a field goal from like 60 yards. Like, yeah, they, no one they wants play, to they watch play in a dome.
2: They play in a dome. Go ahead, go kick a field goal from 60 yards in Cincinnati in January, pal. All
4: yeah. right? It's, it's, it's Yeah, it's, I agree.
2: The worst thing in playoffs in sports is the shootout in soccer. <laughs> because you play 90, up to mm. 105, up to 130 minutes of soccer in the World Cup. And then it comes down to people kicking in a one-on-one fashion against a goalie. And then I the goalie gets ridiculed. That's the most ridiculous thing in the world.
0: I think it's phenomenal. No. I yeah. think that's uh, I, I love it. it because it's just no. – it is hard. one, it can be extremely heart-wrenching. And two, can be so gratifying. I remember watching – it was Brazil versus somebody – and Brazil had a chance to win, and they balked it, and they lost. And I'm not a Brazil fan, so I'm screaming and super happy. And my friends that are Brazil fans, I'm texting them like, how do you guys feel? Like, well, we don't like Neymar, so it's fine. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You guys don't really care. That's fine. Um, but, no, I I agree. These overtime rules are going to be much better for the NFL. I agree. We sh- They should truly just adopt the NCAAs overtime rule because it's just more fun um but i also can understand they have a time crunch on some of these games where if you start a one o'clock game you don't want to move into the four o'clock hour and lose potential viewership Mm -hmm. on certain games so you have those issues that pop up but next is the one that kevin and i were starting to talk about before uh everyone jumped on was the new thing for memphis university of memphis basketball after 18 months investigation from 2019 until just over a couple months ago they have found seven violations and have accused penny hardaway of all of them so i don't think he's gonna be coaching anymore and
4: memphis just can't play basketball without cheating apparently yeah that's just i get the name of the game with them i guess uh i Was reading it earlier before everybody got on. I think it was, we had, they have four level one violations and two level two violations that were sent to the school. And it's violations that included clauses that related to lack of institutional control, head coach responsibility, and failure to monitor. So if Penny wasn't on the hot seat before, which he was, this is probably going to take him off the coaching duties at Memphis. Now um, they didn't go very far in the tournament as well as we thought they would. So yeah, unfortunately Memphis is just one of those programs that they don't know how to do the right thing. Apparently it's, right. it's, a, it's a tough one with them. And I, I feel bad for Penny because I wanted him to have a successful coaching career. It's just, you know, you have Larry Brown on your coaching staff, like some of us talked about before you know, there's some questionable moves here and there. Some of your freshmen that you're bringing on, it's just a recipe for disaster. It's a he's not, he's,
2: he's not the first to mm-hmm. ever get sanctions sent down on him. Um, they're not the first school to ever have sanctions, and definitely won't be the last either. Uh, I'm a UConn fan. I was just I just experienced that a few years ago with the Jim Calhoun, Kim, Jim Calhoun, Kevin Ali situation with their illegal recruiting and stuff like that. And then they fired Kevin Ali, and they just ended up paying, having to pay him a couple uh, million for, for, for wrongful termination. So that was a shit show for lack of a better term. Um, but I think the only reason Memphis brought Penny Hardaway in was because his name is Penny Hardaway. He mm-hmm. has no, little to no coaching experience. He never has any, he didn't have any experience as a quote unquote molder of men uh, turning these young student athletes into professionals. Uh, And I'm not knocking Penny Hardaway under any circumstances, but what Memphis did was bring in that big fish to draw in other fish and people like Amani Bates and the rest of this team are very talented young players, 99% of which have been uh, one and dones and and diaper dandies or, or freshmen that come in, play their 20 games in college and then go to the NBA. And I, I don't expect anything different. I think their recruiting is going to take a hit. I think the, the the school is going to take a hit in general, but they'll be back just like UConn was back, mm-hmm. um, just like you know other schools have experienced. Them. Louisville with Rick Petino.
4: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was a Rick Petino
2: had arguably the best year in in coaching this year over at Iona. He'll be going to back to a, a big school no, in the very near future.
0: He said he's not. He? Oh, no, he's he, staying. Yeah, he said um, he's committed to Iona. All right. Um, because he was linked somewhere else this year, this offseason. He was, there, there was a big name school that was potential. And he was like, nope, I'm sticking here. I've got a program that I've I'm happy with, that I'm moving in the right direction. And like you said, they they did pretty well. They didn't make the tournament, but right. you got to build somewhere. Um right. speaking of college basketball, just want to throw this one in here. Shaheen Holloway, that man just got himself paid for doing what he did. Mm-hmm. So he is now the Seton Hall head coach, four-year starter there. Oh, it's confirmed? It's confirmed? Literally right before we jumped on this podcast, it was confirmed. So he was a four-year starter there, Uh, also was an assistant coach before taking the St. Pete's job. So hats off to him. I'm happy they lost because my team, my Tar Heels, were able to show them what an NCAA team was like. Um, But they went through a lot of adversity this year crushed every challenge that they had and did fantastic and created a great Disney plus movie probably in the next seven years for us to watch. So (laughs) hats off to you guys for doing that. Thank
1: you. Yeah. What they did was wild just because I saw a thread on Twitter. I mean, every, the place they, their gym, like had leaks in it constantly. I mean, it, what they did with the conditions they practiced in and played in every game is insane
0: the one that I found was funny was they couldn't listen to music while lifting because yeah. yeah. of the, of, the classroom's right next door, classes next door. Yeah. And then coaches offices flooded. Coaches were sleeping in the locker room because they were not getting paid.
2: I, I spent the semester at St. Peter's when I went, when I, I went back to school and uh, there was, I went, I went, I did a, a spring semester. So I started in January and no heat in the classrooms. Everybody's walking around in North faces like, it's as Jersey City as you can get when it comes to mm-hmm. it's, it's. How is it's, it a
0: D one school. school? How is it a D one school? Is my question. My dad and I were talking about it this past weekend. And I'm like, it's 1,300 students. He goes, how is it D one? I thought there was limits and certain parameters that you had to meet for. It, it's,
2: it's all based on <sighs> on uh, obviously population, but also population density of the area too. Jersey City is. You, 3 million people in Jersey city and Hudson yeah. County and that's Essex County in that area. So that's true. It's uh, a lot of people in that, in that area too. Dang. Yes.
4: that's Shout true. out to it's the peacocks cool of uh, St. Peter's for crushing it. And the coach deserved it. He worked for that position. And now that he's reaping the benefits, you know, I'm excited to see what he does at Seton Hall now, Which yeah, I think is going to be interesting. I wonder how many kids
0: are going to leave St. Pete's to try to go with him. And there's a, there's a couple that I, you could see doing it. Yeah. And
2: Would it they get burned at, at, at Seton Hall? That's the question. Because now he's going to get recruits. He's going to get names.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wonder if you can pull him Holloway in soon enough and get him in that building. Yeah. Probably by tomorrow he's in that building, and he's yeah. going to sit down with that kid and be like, look, here's what we've got. Here's my thought process. Here's what we're going to do do you want to leave and not be a starter and go sit on a bench somewhere for a year and not play? Right. Or do you want to play and see what else you can keep getting better at? So it's a toss up because like all like the three of us were West Virginia fans. We've literally seen our team just get completely dismantled in less than two weeks, which I'm okay with because that team is god awful to watch. And I'm going to have more fun watching young freshmen and sophomores lose every week, but at least, try
2: yeah
0: okay i'll give them that all right kevin
4: what is on your shirt tonight because it's it says thunder it does thunder thunder yes. down under no not oh. thunder down under i'm sorry uh so yes my wrestling tea of the night in honor of our wrestling episode is thunder rosa she won the AEW women's championship uh the other week She's crushing it. She's also one of my favorite YouTube vloggers that's out there. She does a taco vlog every Tuesday. She had Mark Henry on there the other day. They just sit down, eat tacos and just chat it up. They also had Dan Housen on there, one of your picks, which is is, a hilarious episode. They're outside while all these cars are driving by eating tacos. And it's a great episode. Definitely recommend. But yeah, I got I, I wanted to represent for the ladies out here and hopefully foreshadowing some picks that I can have in our future draft later on in this episode. And Merritt, your hat says New Hampshire Life. Is that a newspaper?
0: No, no, no. So um, a store called Summer Sessions in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. um, It's all skate stuff and kind of snowboarding and all that kind of stuff. And I was in there one day and I saw this hat and I was like, yeah, being from New Hampshire, you just got to have something iconic that says that so i got this i also gotta do a quick shout out because i talked to my buddy hopefully we can actually do this in the future but my buddy's at the supreme fitness hooking me up with some nice swag um good friend of mine started his own personal personal training and gym in massachusetts so if you're ever in that area look him up but definitely a great spot for anybody so um let's just roll into this boys this is all now you guys. I'm just gonna mute myself, not say a word, and you watch basketball. Out,
2: yeah, but Merritt, I fun. do we, we do gotta tie something in, Merritt. Oh god. Time, last time we talked wrestling, you brought up one name. Do you remember the name you brought up?
0: Nope. <laughs> Triple H. Oh yes yeah. retiring. You
2: know? Yep. He made news this week of officially yep. retiring, hanging up his boots. So good for him. They knew we were coming on the the Manly Musings podcast to talk about your favorite wrestler. So,
0: dude, I I love him
4: and John Cena. Those are me my two. two. Those two are good. Um, well, before we start, uh, while while before we go into our mates of yeah, let's so, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. Triple H retiring from in ring competition. We knew something was going on because he hasn't been around. Right, and to me, when he went on the Stephen A. Show and And to listen to the interview, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was a little gut-wrenching because it was like, we really, if he didn't get to the hospital right when the doctor told him to, we probably would be talking about a whole different conversation right now. And I had no idea that it was this serious. They kept it under wraps, which is great that they did. But man, I'm happy that he's healthy now, that he's able to just live a, a regular life. Honestly, let's be real, guys. He's done his time in the ring that he doesn't really need another type of match, honestly. But, yeah, I'm just I I was just shocked when all that news came out that, like, he really had all these serious heart conditions because he was out of if you remember, if you know the whole entire story with him and the click, he was the only clean one. Mm -hmm. Out of all of them. So, yeah, your guys' thoughts.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go real quick whenever I'm asked, and, and Kevin, we've both worked for the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're still with the company. I've moved on to uh, quote unquote greener pastures, but with some of the um, facilitation of interviews or receiving of interviews with this company, one question that keeps coming up that has come up a lot was three people alive right now in the world that you would want to have dinner with. That's one of the questions that was always frequently used in in the location that I worked with. Mm -hmm. And regardless of the situation, the scenario, the location I was in, my my answers were always A-Rod because of how he turned himself from the biggest villain in the world to one of the most beloved anchors in sports today. Still a villain and still a douche. Still still a villain, still a douche, but (laughs) but beloved by everyone but J-Lo. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, Triple H, Triple H, because he was always one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, whether it was Degeneration X, whether it was him on his solo Reign of Terror, whether it was Evolution, all the different facets of his storyline over the years. Plus, his his business acumen is insane. So, you know, Triple H, happy that he's finally hung the boots up, and it should have happened five years ago, but to hear what he had to go through with you know, ninety-nine percent blockage of one of the arteries, and it happened to be the the, the widowmaker, which is the one that's like, if it gets blocked and it doesn't work, you are done. So, you know, mm-hmm. happy to hear he's doing a lot better, um, and looking forward to seeing him on camera or behind the scenes, uh, specifically this weekend going forward.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. Leland. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew he was having heart issues. I think we all did, but just to see him talking about it and getting choked up when he was talking to Stephen A and everything, just crazy to think about how close he was to actually dying.
4: Now, Cyrus. Well, we were talking about uh triple H retiring from in-ring competition. Um, what your thoughts on that?
3: I, I was actually, um, I actually choked up a little bit when when I watched it. Um, Cause I seen the bits of it on on first ticket and I I watched the full thing on YouTube. Man, I I didn't know he was going through all of that. I, I, I just assumed it was like an injury that happened from way back, you know, arm lead, you know, something that lingers, you couldn't, you couldn't really fix and just caught up to him. I had no idea it was, you know, as bad as it was. I, you know, just like him, I got you know I got a little girl and I got a son that you know I got a son at home. I, I would never want to have to tell or say, listen, this is why Daddy's not here or, you know, and and just it, it just it's it's tough pill to swallow. You know, I know those reports that they were having back in the day when talking they were, the last couple months they were talking about how Triple H was leaving because of this, Vince kicked him out because of that. I mean, that was, it was I to guess it was just all false and and that kind of sucks to have it come out that way, but. You know, I'm just glad he's, I'm happy he's healthy. Like Joe yes. said, I'm happy he's healthy. I'm happy he's able to, to, you know, spend time with his fam. And, you know, then he can come back and do some stuff in the back and maybe get WWE back to where it was at before he left, you know? That's so. true.
4: I agree. All right. So the first question I have on this discussion, because we are on the road to WrestleMania, the great debate. And I hope everybody has – I'm hoping everybody has a different one. So I'll – whoever would like to start. And the question is simple. What is the greatest WrestleMania ever? It's a tough, loaded question. Whoever would like to start? I'll start. Go ahead, Cyrus. I'm, I'm
3: going to say three.
4: WrestleMania three.
3: Okay. Just, just because – of just because – that's the one that made it bigger than life. That was like it made it larger than life. Those are the things you see though, you see Andre the Giant. You seen Hulk Hogan go at it. You seen, I mean, you just didn't. It's some stuff that you just don't think as a kid is possible. You know? Nobody, this seven-foot guy, who's gonna beat this up the seven-foot guy? No. You know, then everybody goes in to eat your you know, say your. Prayers and eat your vitamins, brother. Like you know, that's the stuff that you don't. then it sticks with you, and it makes right. you want to watch wrestling. You know, it's the it's the grown man soap opera. You just don't. Yeah, you know, some things you just don't not grow. So for that's me, it's the
0: best thing I've ever heard. I like it's that a that's grown good man soap opera. That's awesome. That's perfect way to describe wrestling.
4: It is though. It is. Yeah. It it is. That's what it is. And and let's be real. to review. I I brought out my old little little guy from when I went to Mania a couple years back. You and, go. you know, let's be real on that card. Yes. is highlighted by Andre and Hogan, but probably the best match and some consider one of the best matches ever is Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a classic that when you talk to any wrestler, they go, if you need to watch a technician's match, watch that one, watch that one. Yeah. Hell of a choice. Hell of a choice. All right. Who else is next? Leland? Joe? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Um, you, mine's, mine's a little more recent. Okay. Uh,
2: I don't... It, I, I'll say it's the greatest WrestleMania ever because of the specific moment, but I don't think the card from top to bottom is the greatest ever, but mm-hmm. I'm going with WrestleMania 30, which okay Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement coming to the explosion that it was um, uh, going up against the man going up against the authority, the anti heros hero um, at the beginning of the night, facing previously mentioned triple H beating triple H against all odds to get into the main event um, previously fought earlier in the night to get into the main event against a triple threat match against Randy Orton and Batista for both titles, the undisputed, World Heavyweight Championship, um, which is the big gold belt, which is now retired, and the WWE Championship, and against all odds, comes out on top. Him standing on the ring post in the Superdome, because it was New Orleans, with 95,000 people doing the yes chant with him to close the night out, um, is something that still gives me goosebumps. Mm. Um, Was it just a badass moment? Because it was... it, it? if you look behind the scenes and you and you watch some of the documentaries leading up to it, he wasn't supposed to be there. It wasn't nope. supposed to happen. And they had a few weeks earlier, they had the sit in where they brought in fans into the ring and they wouldn't leave the ring until he got the match with Triple H. And that obviously the writing changed over the weeks to lead into WrestleMania. But yeah, Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan winning both belts. At WrestleMania thirty makes WrestleMania thirty the greatest WrestleMania ever for me.
4: I like that. It's funny. I I've been I've been trying to do my research and I've been listening to a bunch of different podcasts on who people think is the best WrestleMania and thirty is has been a lot of people's favorites. You know, you talk about that Triple H and Daniel Bryan match, which a lot of people grade as probably yeah. the first. They graded the best ever opening match for a yep. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the little things on the card where WrestleMania, yes, that was the first match with Triple H and Daniel Bryan. But the starting point was Hulk Hogan, Austin, and The Rock having a moment together in the ring where the fans make fun of Hogan for calling the Superdome the Silver Silverdome,
1: Dome. Yep.
4: which is classic. And you can't forget this, which is – also, it's a hell of a case. This is where the Undertaker turned to twenty-one and one. Right, Brock Lesnar ended the Undertaker yeah. streak of twenty-one win year streak of wins at WrestleMania, and just the reaction watching it live, I still get like every time I watch that scene over, I feel like that's like still like a surreal moment. Like, like it was like one of those things that everybody goes, "No way, that wasn't supposed to happen." The referee messed up. But it was, it really happened that way. So, like that one, Joe.
2: Looking at the card now, it really isn't that bad. Pre-show was Usos winning the tag belts over Mm -hmm. in in a fatal four-way match. Daniel Bryan over Triple H. The Shield beats Kane and the New Age Outlaws. So, that was the Shield's first big, like, appearance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cesaro won the first ever Andre, the Mm -hmm. Memorial Battle Royal, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. John Cena beat Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family in that one. Rock over The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Lee wins the um, Women's Diva Championship over a handful of other women. And then Daniel Bryan in the Triple Threat match for, for the championships. So yeah. not a bad card. Not the best yeah. card, but not a bad card.
4: Absolutely. Awesome. Leland, what we got, yeah, sir? So for my
1: greatest ever... I chose the year after Joe, so WrestleMania 31. And there are a couple reasons why. The first one is um, Seth Rollins taking the greatest R- RKO I've ever seen, where he was setting up for the curb stop, jumped off of Randy Orton's back and took the RKO. That was just a great, memorable scene. Sing, that was his first WWE match. And mm. That was cool to see, even though the match was a mess with the DX and NWO run-ins and everything. And then Seth Rollins cashing in at the end of the show is the greatest WrestleMania ending of all time. In my opinion, it was so unexpected. It it was the perfect way for him to cash in money in the bank.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's true. Cause I think I remember like everybody was like, Oh no, Roman and Brock, nobody wants to see this. And then you see him running out and everyone is just freaking out. And where he took the title belt and then spun it around on the top of the stage Bringing yep. it back to his Ring of Honor days, which is like his thing, and and that yeah, that's also a, another solid card because I think that started off with a Money in the Bank match where Daniel Bryan won the IC title before he retired. Am I right? I think that's yep. one of them. Yeah, that, I think that was the opening <laughs> match. ladder match. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then you and then you had he got you know, crazy concussed in that match too. Yes, he oh, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. You had Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker, because I remember they kept trying to push that back towards the nighttime because, remember, it was in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So they needed to have the arena as dark as possible so The Undertaker could walk out. That was the first time you ever saw Ronda Rousey in the ring, in which they were going to do the Triple H and Stephanie versus uh, The Rock and Ronda. But obviously, Rock had his duties in Hollywood, so that ended up turning into Kurt Angle and Ronda. And yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Even though you, the schmas with the NW and DX, I still thought that was pretty cool. It was even cool. It even was though, cool. even though Kevin Nash he admits that he almost tore his knee out because he forgot his knee brace before he went out, and he wasn't supposed to like take a bump. But then, so uh, I think Billy Gunn hit him in the knee, and he's like, "Oh no, I don't have my brace on." So. That was a good one, yeah. All solid choices Um, for what me. About you, Kev, yeah. Yes, for me, <laughs> I was doing my research today, and I had a feeling a couple of those were going to come up. I I knew thirty one was definitely going to come up because I enjoyed that one because I remember that WrestleMania. Also, I had this feeling like there was no way you were going to top thirty. Like it was a a lot of everybody thought that that wasn't going to be a great card, but it. Definitely surprised everyone at the end of it all. For me, my WrestleMania, the greatest ever, <clears throat> will be WrestleMania X7, aka WrestleMania 17. Um, I think as a kid, you know, think of the, a lot of the different storylines. This is you had Vince versus Shane McMahon, in which Shane McMahon just bought WCW. So that was the end of WCW. You see them up in the rafters, even though not all the big names are there. You had everybody up there. You had The Rock versus Stone Cold, and then that was the turn of Stone Cold turning heel. Then you also had the greatest TLC match ever in TLC2 with the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian, in which you had the interference of conveniently Spike, Dudley, Lita, and Rhino on behalf of each team. So it ended up being a three on three on three. And Yes, you had your schmozzy matches like the, the the Legend Battle Royal in which Iron Sheik, they had no choice but to have him win because they didn't find out until the day of he couldn't take a bump over the top rope. So you had that. And then you had some other great matches where like there was China's last match with the WWE. You had Chris Jericho and Lord William Regal opening the, the match from that card. So... Uh, WrestleMania 17. Because I always tell people they're like, if you can pick a match that you could have somebody watch, they've never watched wrestling before. I always say TLC 2 uh, from WrestleMania yeah. 17. Because just of yeah. all the action that happens and all the athleticism, and like that iconic moment of Bubble Ray Dudley takes the ladder away from Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy swings, and Edge spears him at with perfect timing, slamming to the ground. Like, and that spot could have gotten so horribly wrong if the timing Mm -hmm. didn't end off right so that one would for me just because it like brings me back to memories as a kid wrestlemania x7 is the greatest of all time for for me gotta love it all right so my next one because we have is i know we talked about the last show was the new wave of aw so i wanted to go around real quick what is everyone's highlight for AEW with the new additions they've had? What is everybody's favorite story that everybody is feeling right now? Because for me, <laughs> excuse me, it's definitely the BCC with William Regal, Moxley, and Daniel Bryan, the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm really curious to see where that's going. I know they have this thing going on with Wheeler Utah, and I have a feeling it's going to extend to a couple other younger wrestlers but I'm loving that one right now. I wanted to get a, long, a, a little idea of what everybody was feeling with everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, I made it. Go ahead, go ahead, Leland. Oh, sorry,
1: Joe. I, I agree. Blackpool Country Club, or not Country Club, Combat Club is very cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, everything that just happened with CM Punk and MJF was incredible, especially Punk coming out to his ROH entrance at Revolution. That was so cool. Um, and then I'm really into right now what's going on between Adam Cole, Red Dragon, Young Bucks, um, Hangman Page, I think that's going to come to a head where it's going to be Young Bucks and um, Page against Adam Cole and basically Undisputed Era It is going to happen again and I think that's going to be pretty sweet and probably signal the return of Kenny Omega at some point so I'm looking forward to all of that leading up and all that happening. But isn't isn't Kenny
3: Omega isn't he a, like an EVP or something in the, in the AEW? Is yeah, some he sits backstage. Of,
2: yep. Yeah, but he after his title run when he dropped the belt to uh, Hangman Page, he has been on the shelf for close to six months because of various injuries. I think it was six different surgeries he had yeah. to get.
3: Yeah, he. and remember. Gabriel
2: shoulder rotator cuff, neck something with his neck. So like. He he was really banged up when when you go 19 months straight of carrying two different companies, because he was carrying New Japan when he was there. He came to AEW. Then he was right. in Impact. He had the Impact World Heavyweight Championship too. Mm-hmm. So he was triple A Triple A world champion. So he yep. had four or five different belts at the same time. The belt collector himself. Yes. Uh, he deserved some time off. And it's yeah. well earned, well deserved. Yes. Uh, for me, I think when when it comes to what's exciting to me, um, putting the belt on Thunder Rosa was not only a, a big thing for what AEW, because she's the first real outsider who came in representing a different company. Um, she was Ring of Honor. She was AAA. So when they signed her, she wasn't uh, an AEW original as, mm-hmm. as Britt Baker was. As Omega was, as Jericho has been, because those are the people that started with the company. Um, but you know, she's the best in-ring worker in the company today, over everyone. You know, obviously Omega's up there, but out of everyone in the company, Thunder Rose is the best in-ring worker in the building. And you got to give kudos to uh, Britt Baker DMD for her title run. But things got a little stale towards the end, um, and I could I could definitely see. Her joining up with Adam Cole and, and, and forming some sort of uh, alliance with with Undisputed Era or Red Dragon, whatever you want to call them, and having like the four of them chase down titles because none of them have titles, but all four are in title contention. Um, but yeah, Thunder Rosa taking the belt from Britt Baker, seeing what could happen with the upcoming um, Owen Hart Cup that's going to be coming up this this spring and summer is interesting. Starting so, tonight with a yeah, brand new tonight. signee too. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> new signees coming left and right. It, it, I'm
4: I'm excited for what the summer holds for AEW. I agree. And to go piggyback on your point of Thunder Rosa, I never knew this. So when they had that original Lights Out match, I Thunder Rosa wasn't even on contract. No, she, she was. Was still yeah, with I think with the a NWA. Bar. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: And I was like, you did all that, and you're not even part of the company yet. Right. That's crazy. Signed her contract in blood right that night. Literally madness. All right. So guys, this is the time that I have been waiting for. And this is where we need Merit to go ahead and grab his post-its. So (laughs) right now. but Kev, what was
3: your AEW
4: thing? You didn't say yours. I did. Mine is, uh, I want to know what's going on with the the BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club with William Regal, Moxley, and Daniel Bryan, I think that's going to be a lot of fun if I can see where it's going because I think they're going to pick out the names that Daniel Bryan did in that original promo because you see Wheeler Yuta right now.
2: Yeah, I think Lee they're going to go. I think
4: that yeah, I think they're yeah, you know? Lee Moriarty. I was the last one, Garcia. Yeah, yeah. So I have a feeling it's gonna they're going to come to head with that Jericho, whatever the hell that stable is. Jericho that calls
1: appreciation. Love yeah, yeah. Love I to bring them is- up. I love them.
3: I yeah. I think they're great. Well, they I mean, need to bring up the inner circle. I think the inner circle was just getting yeah. to stay. I think it was
4: just getting. Yeah, it was you know, over for them. Yeah, it was over.
2: I, mean, I don't care for 2.0 or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. I don't really, as of right now, I don't care for Daniel Garcia. But give Jericho a microphone in his hand every week. And it listen, the whole thing he did a few weeks ago, I'm not a professional wrestler. I'm a sports entertainer. Oh, so, so good. He was in yep. it's, it's, and, and, and mind you, my man's forty something years old, and and ha- is ripped again. Yeah. You know, it's what happens when you cut vodka out of your diet for four oh, months. Crazy. They,
3: they said they said he had they said he had he had some sort of health issue when he was overseas, and yeah, he had to, he had whatever he did vodka and some other stuff he had to cut out. Yeah. I mean, me me personally, me personally, the only thing I think I like I'm, I like with all the new stuff is um what they're doing with the heart with that Hardys and that Sting Edge. I kind nice. of like how they're trying to get – they're trying to get that whole feel with him and Andrade and trying to get that – trying to get that family feel back. Right. And I, I kind of like that because it shows that they're not just sticking to like the normal, you know, oh, well, I hate him. I don't like him. Good guy, bad guy type of thing. It's like, right. you know what? They're both dark. We're just trying he, – he, you kick me out of the club. I'm coming back. We're trying to take everything, and it's a family thing. I kind of like that.
4: But yeah well one thing before we go on i love how they were able to get the hardy boys actual regular music because mm-hmm. that's the one thing i kept trying to think to myself like what are they gonna come out to but i had no idea that when he, he, loaded you know, he which is what the, the song so, is called it's a general song that could be played anywhere right yeah, so, so he had the,
3: so they, when he got it they, they had a th- i was reading tony khan had to they had to change the name. It couldn't be the way it was spelled in, in uh, WWE. As far right. as the Hardy Boy's name, it had, yeah. to be changed, it had to be changed to something else. Mm. And he got he has no. He got he got the Hardy song. He got like six to seven other songs from that were dubbed, that were used in WWE. That were just gen, like you said, general songs. He basically got them signed to AEW. Nobody else can use them but AEW. And if he, if they do, they need to talk to him first. Which is amazing. I, I didn't think I didn't think that was the case at all. But I I, I just I assume that they are those, those were WW property, but
4: you gotta love be, it. You know,
2: big big money, the sounds, believe me. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yes. All right. So here we go. So our family see wrestling promotion yeah, draft part of two it. Room. Oh. Yeah. So here we go. So right now we're going to get it going. So Merritt, we just need you to go ahead and pick out the names
0: well look at i already wrote them down i have no idea who's on it i did it like 20 minutes ago when you guys started rambling uh about wrestling okay. so i have no idea who's who i'm not taking my hat off because my hair looks atrocious today so all right so then I'm leave it at that do your thing okay <laughs> nice
3: merit if you didn't have any hair, you wouldn't have that problem
0: <laughs> yeah but cyrus you're just jealous that i have that hair you're
3: oh. right. You're
0: you're right. You're right. You're all right. right. So for the first pick, hold on. I did it, so I couldn't see this name. So it's all the sticky side. First pick of everything. Wow. Oh my god! Don't is again? it me again? It is oh. Kevin. Oh my god! <laughs> okay.
2: Straight up. No, no, no. Literally
0: straight up. No idea. You
2: know Maybe
4: what? Oh I came god. on
2: this podcast out of good faith with you two. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. I, hey, Joe, I don't know. Get... I think that Joe, it fixes it.
2: This is worse. This is worse than the Montreal
0: screwdrop. Yeah. <laughs> is it worse than the White Sox back in the early 1900s Yes, worse. Much worse. Yeah. <laughs> worse than Pete Rose?
2: Eh, Rose deserves think... to be in the Hall of Fame. He bet on his own team. Yeah, that's not talk about it. All
0: right. Motivation. Pick... All right. What do we
4: got <laughs> next? Pick number two. Leland. Okay. Oh. Which is what you had last time. It is, yeah.
1: I, I kid <laughs> you not.
0: Literally, I wrote them, fold them up, and put them
2: away. Like I'm, I'm, I'm Cyrus, sorry. Cyrus three, so I get the back end of the snake again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Is Let's that see. what it is?
0: Is that what it is, Merritt? I don't know. I'm still opening it. Jeez, <laughs> my gosh. So demanding. Wow. I, I just give up
4: it's a continuation that's why oh, that's... all right so guys so guys let's wow. refresh the people so um you i sent you guys all of your list of who you guys picked last time yes. correct yeah i yep. got it i made a spreadsheet i love it <laughs> oh that's great joe mac that's cool. awesome so, real quick, uh, well, I'll we'll start off with mine. So, my list as follows from the uh CWA, the Cueva Wrestling Association. So, my, my champion is Roman Reigns, my mid-card champion is Adam Cole, mm-hmm. and then my tag team champs are RK Bro, my women's champ is the boss Sasha Banks, and my up-and-coming and star is. The Long Island Ice Z Matt Cardona. Leland, your current crop of guys.
1: Yep. So my champion is Kenny Omega. My mid-card champ is the Miz. Tag champ, tag champs are the acclaimed. Women's champion is Deanna Perrazzo. And up and coming is my boy Dan Housen.
4: Nice, nice. Cyrus, your your group.
3: Yes, my uh,
4: my champion is Seth. Freaking Rollins!
3: I have the Street Profits as my tag team champions. I'm ready for all that smoke. Um, (laughs) my mid card is Sammy Guevara. Guevara. Okay. My women's champion was she's no longer a champ, but Britt Becker, DMD, and my up and coming star is Jordan Grace, who took out the Long Island Ice Tea with the with the chair because he felt like it.
4: I love it. Yes, yes. And Joe Mack, you're your your guys. Yes, sir. (laughs) Representing the
2: Mush Squad Wrestling Association. (laughs) We have world champ John Moxley, mid-card champ Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, women's champ the EST of the Mush Squad Podcast Wrestling Association, Bianca Belair, tag champs are the Lucha Bros, um, and the up-and-coming star Chris
4: Bay. Love it. Cool. So it's going to be those those same categories again. We're finding our challengers for our champions. And I gave us one extra pick each. And this extra pick is who you would have come out for the, whoops, it, yeah. it's who you would have come out for your first episode. So it's going to be a surprise signing that you have. And you're going to walk us through that story of who is that final pick. So, Joe, you're going to be the first one, and then I will have that last section if if I'm going right in the snake, possibly. Am I right? Yeah. Cool. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So since I'm first, um, I'm going to do a little bit of switch up. I'm going to go ahead and go with the person on my shirt right now for my women's champ. I'm going to go ahead and take Thunder Rosa, I just think, with a matchup with – miss Sasha Banks I think it's just gonna be a hell of a match I think they would match up really really well together Good pick yes yes all right Leland
1: so for my uh I'm going to actually go with my tag champs first okay and I'm going with the Blackpool Combat Club oh even though Moxley's my champ though yeah all right can we do that I can go another direction
4: Yeah. Yes. Well, unless you're going to take Wheeler Yuta, no. If you're going to do that, so So, yeah,
1: I'll still stick with my tag and go FTR.
4: Okay. I think
1: FTR against the acclaimed. I mean, it's going to happen in AEW at some point anyway. But I think that would be a banger of a match. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right, Cyrus. So
3: I'm going to go with my mid card. we can't take anybody else from anybody else's promotion right yeah
4: so they're okay, they're all, right. all separate. So, all right so
3: i'm so I, I was gonna go with mjf but that i can't do that um all right so my you notice as,
0: you, kevin you see a theme with cyrus he really likes to take people from other people's teams oh here I mean, we he's go. did that before <laughs> are you really going back to the 75 <laughs> <laughs> just gonna Can drop you? my i'm just dropping the mic here i'm gonna mute myself again bye <laughs> <laughs>
3: um I'm gonna go with Ricochet for my okay. mid-card. For my mid-card. I I need I need I need a I need a up and coming, well not up and but I need I need a I need a good guy, superhero, can turn bad if he really needs to type of guy. And I think Ricochet is a guy. Plus he him and Sami Guevara would would really battle it out really well. That'll be a fun mm-hmm. match
4: to watch. That's That'd a lot good. of flying around. mm-hmm
1: that was actually going to be my mid card pick. So good pick He's on
4: for me, too. All right, Joe, Joe, Matt, you got two.
2: Yeah, Leland, great minds think alike. Everybody secured Moxley. So, yes, they are part of a tag team here now as the Blackpool Combat Club. But with all good tag teams, they need to implode in some point. And nothing I would want to see more than Moxley versus Brian Danielson for the belt down the line so for my main card challenger i'm taking brian danielson love that all right let me write that in that kind of you know it's a cheat code for me because now i got a tag team to go up against the lucha brothers um but speaking of tag teams someone that i'm very surprised didn't get taken last week last time we did this um I'm taking the Young Bucks. They're, they're really fucking <laughs> good, man. They're really good. Yes. So I'm taking the Young Bucks as my tag team. I like you it. Do Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks versus BCC. Man, that's a tag division. Oh,
3: yeah, absolutely. All right, Cyrus, you're up. I'm going to go with my women's champion this time. All I got to say is,
4: woo! Oh. All right, so Charlotte Flair is off the board to Cyrus. It was funny because when I looked at our list, there we did leave a lot of people off. But like I did, I only had five spots, so it's like whoever we're really like feeling. I mean, Neely?
3: again, again, if you think about it, right? Again, another person that is as good as a heel, she's great as a heel, right? But if she was the turn to be a baby face, she'd be okay for a little while, you know. So again, it then she would give Britt a a run for the money, submission holds, can do a lot of this stuff. Line a lot of jump around and stuff a good match to, a good match to work you know can probably do a couple they it, probably do like a long storyline that's that's something to work with there you go
4: i like it all right leland sir
1: i'm actually going to stick in the women's <laughs> division too and take the man becky lynch oh okay great choice great she choice can, she can do it all she can face heel doesn't matter she can really do it all yeah she can lose hair too oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: righty, So <clears throat> I'm going to go for my tag team division. <laughs> Cause I realized when I looked at my list, I'm like, man, mine is like extremely WWE heavy. So I want to like branch out more. So my tag team, I'm actually going to go with the men of the year. I love Ethan page and Scorpio sky. I think those two are awesome. And then I'm kind of comparing them with like RK, bro. If I ever had to separate them, then I have some solid singles wrestlers as well. Right. So that is my tag team. And I'm going to go with my younger up and coming talents. Um, it's going to be for my women's division. <clears throat> and it's going to go with a name by the name of Carla Gonzalez.
2: Okay.
4: That may not sound, that may not sound familiar, you may know her as former Ring of Honor world champion Roxy. She recently oh. signed with the Performance uh, Performance Center. She's there. Um, so I think uh the with who I have, and I saw her a couple matches and I saw her match against Diana Perrazzo and Impact. I thought she did pretty well, even though she lost. But I think I got a lot of different things going on with Sasha Thunder and another a young and up and coming Roxy. I think that's a hell of a match right there. Cool. All righty. Leland, sir, you are up.
1: I'm going to go with my world champion contender this time and go with Mr. Kevin Owens, just Ooh, because yes. I would love to see Kevin Owens and Kenny Omega go at it. I,
4: that'd be a wild match. Yes. Kevin Owens, Cyrus, you are up on the board. So going with, the, I'm gonna go with my tag team theme here. Um,
3: I was going to go one way. I kind of changed my mind now. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus.
4: Oh, okay.
3: Only because I sort of thought about it. You made a good point. Like just in case, you know, somewhere down the line, I needed to split them up. I can see Luchasaurus as being a, a good sort of mid guy. Somebody, you know, you could work or throw in someplace. And Jungle Boy is just so he's just so damn athletic it's just I, i've never and, and to think to be to think that he's that young like he really he he hasn't and he's luke perry and he looks Perry. he's luke perry's son so i mean that that's got to me for something because he's got to get all the chicks so i mean that, that works out well for me
4: so can you imagine like a gimmick change where they kind of like have that put that to the forefront and he could right. be like an egotistical heel I can feel that. I
3: could see that. Well, and and Jay might get mad about that, but.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Joe, you got
2: two back to back. Um, I'm gonna go mid card, mm-hmm. and although not a mid card internationally, if he were to come to a WWE AEW right now, he'd be more on the mid card. Uh, Will Osprey. Uh, um, yes,
4: he has got a
2: lot of beef with Moxley. They're fighting in April in Chicago um, on a uh, uh, New Japan. He's the first and only Grand Slam champion for New Japan, who's won the uh, IWGP heavyweight, IWGP junior heavyweight, um, IWGP US title and the progress title over in uh, Great Britain. So he's the first uh, Grand Slam champ over there. But yeah, he'll be my up and coming. You know, I'll, I'll mid-card. He'll be my mid-card, Osprey. Um, for my up and coming, I am going to go with someone who's uh, a bit older than he seems, but he um, is having a resurgence recently: uh, Finn Balor. I'm going to go Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, because I think MJF Finn Balor would be a great match moxley finn balor would be a great match mm-hmm. um he has that strong style that japanese strong style from his time in new japan um he's part of the bullet club so you can bring that into things mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go finn balor as my up and coming
4: i like it i like it all right side you're up
2: uh,
3: from my up and coming i am going to go Let's try to think should i go I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. W. I'm, I'm gonna go. Austin Theory. I'm gonna go. Austin Theory.
4: Austin Theory. Okay. Just,
3: just because he's an athletic guy, I think you know. You, you sometimes you need that just an athletic guy that just goes out and does the job. Whether he gets whether he loses or wins, he just he does the job. And he's you know eventually he'll find his place. I think he's. I think he'll. I think he'll be that guy for me.
1: Nice. All right, Leland. So I thought about going. With Pat McAfee, speaking of Austin Theory as my mm-hmm. up and comer. But <laughs> I think when I'm looking at up and coming, there's one guy that stands out for me. And again, it's an AEW guy, but Hook really stands out for oh, me. Oh yes. He's so over right now. He's yes. so in the ring. I I see nothing but good things coming in the future. I don't know if what happened on Rampage Friday night was a sign of a Hook Danhausen program coming, or if it was just Danhausen being Danhausen and trying to curse Hook. And mm-hmm. it didn't work. I, I don't know what's coming there, but I think Hook is a great I, I think I think it was, I think it
3: was, I don't I think it was just a thing. Because I mean I, I can't see programming wise, it doesn't make sense because Dan House has just been doing it to everybody. Like if yeah. he was if he had came out a couple of times and did it to Hook, I can see that, but he right. he only did it once. So I, I mean, you
1: know. Yeah, I, I think it was just showing how strong Hook is that he can resist or resist the curse.
4: Right. I would kill for a Hook and Dan Housen like tag team. Yeah. I just think that would just be the most opposite thing, but so super intriguing.
1: They have good chemistry on Dan Housen's videos on YouTube. Yeah. So I, I think it could work.
4: Yes, he offers him a bag of chips and then Hook just in what return I mean? beats somebody up. Honestly. Right. <laughs> All right. So I have two more picks left. So I have my world champ and my mid-card. So my mid-card. I've been feeling him when he he recently just came to AEW, you know, because he could have had some something really special. But, of course, you know, uh, the WWE has to totally ruin things. I'm going with Swerve Scott for my mid card. Love it. Swerve Strickland, whatever he wants to go by. But I just love his swagger. And I just think there's so much things. And I put him up against Adam Cole. And we're going to have, like, a hell of a match. Now, I have been looking at my world champion trying to go along because I had some ideas of what I wanted to do, and I was just trying to see if it would work out. So I have Roman Reigns currently, you know, mega heel. People hate him just because of everything. He looks good. He's the strongest. He's the baddest. Comes out on the freshest J's. So I'm going to go the counter of that and he's a little bit older but still a classic mr cm punk i can only just think about the promos they'll bring up you know i didn't want you for the shield i wanted uh uh what's his name uh, he wanted chris hero in the shield instead of roman reigns yeah. they can bring that storyline in like you i i allowed you to be made by being a part of the shield and i think it'd be a lot of fun so that will be my world champion and then now I got to get creative on how I'm going to do my story. So, but so, yeah, I think so many got-
0: Jordan ones would be worn between the two of them. That's all yeah. I know about those two. is They just <laughs> rock those things all yeah. day long, and it's yeah. awesome.
4: It is crazy. So there is a an Instagram. Uh, I, it's called Pro Wrestling Kicks, and you they they do a like a, just pictures of everybody in their shoes, and 99.9 of them are all Jordan ones. Yeah,
1: crazy. I mean, the young bucks wrestling Jordans just about every week.
4: Yes, they spend about like five grand a week just so they can yeah. keep up with like their like heel movement. I love it. Yeah. Well didn't Phelan, didn't,
3: didn't uh what's up? What was, what was uh what was the uh what's the guy's name that uh was coming in. He's, he's supposed to be the guy that's supposed to break the fourth ball. Um supposed to be like the manager. Damn, I can't remember his name. The Young Bucks, the Young Bucks manager. Uh um
4: uh, what's his name? He he's formerly known as the Jackal Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Don Ellis.
3: Don Ellis, was, Don Ellis was when he was making those promos. He was saying that uh, they had the freshest kicks and some other stuff like that. They had been wearing those kicks before, but they kept they always had kept them under wraps under underneath the uh, the tights and stuff. And mm-hmm. they when they went with him, they opened them up like they showed showed everything. So, they were yeah. on
2: uh, complex sneaker shopping a few weeks ago too, yeah. and yeah. CM Punk was on too. And then the mm-hmm. day after. CM Punk was on when he on on uh, dynamite. He took the shoes off after his match and gave them to a kid, which
4: is pretty yep. cool. Yep, I yes. remember seeing yeah. that. All right, Leland, I think you have one of your last spots to fill up.
1: Yeah, I have my mid-card left to fill up, and I'm torn between two guys. The one I'm not gonna go with. I, I'm not gonna go with Darby Allen, even though I really thought about that. I mean, he puts on a good match every time he's out there, he's one of the best workers. I actually saw him live here in Morgantown before AEW was the thing and it was a cool match. I mean, I had no idea who he was, but he had a look to him and it was cool. But I think for my mid card, I'm going to go Wardlow just because I don't know if there's anyone hotter in AEW right now than Wardlow.
4: You took Cyrus's guy. It's all good, Cyrus. (laughs) Finally, somebody gets back at you, but Cyrus, I think you're missing your world champ.
3: Yeah. The world champ. Um, I was going to go with workload because I need. I, I I thought about getting somebody that was somewhat of a muscle head but still had it, still had another gear to go. Um, okay, but can't go that way now because Leland took him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to go Bobby Lashley. Okay, yeah. Bobby right. Bobby I'm Lashley. I'm going to go Bobby Lashley. solid because because <laughs> it it. Again, it, just the, the world champ needs to be somebody that you can kind of magnet, you know, you know, magnetize to one way or shape or form. The only thing I, the only thing I don't like about him is when it, his earlier years, they tried to make him a, a, a baby face. He's not really a baby face. He's really a kind of in between guy. You, can't, he, you can be mad at him for being a heel or you can like him for just, be, just beating the, the daylights out of somebody. So.
2: I think, I think the Hurt business is one of the best things that happened yeah. to him ever yeah. uh, putting, putting it. And you know what, Cyrus, we'll, we'll give you M- uh, MVP too, as his mouthpiece. You can take yeah. MVP on that. too. The two of them in suits coming down on a weekly basis, man, that's money. That's big yep. money. I love the way that looks. I agree. And it just, it, it was the best thing. And, and, You know, the rumor was after Elimination Chamber, obviously he didn't get a concussion from Elimination Chamber. It was rotator cuff surgery. Mm -hmm. And he's back six weeks later.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: That's that's a four- to six-month injury. So I I don't know what his match with Omos is going to look like for
3: WrestleMania,
2: but just to see him and still in the physique that he's in and the shape he's in, Mm -hmm. really happy to see him on Monday.
3: Yeah. You see what happened though that that what's name got hurt when the, that because they had to mess that day they had to end that match early because uh Eric got hurt yeah Eric oh, got hurt okay so did he he he, he sw- uh, almost squashed uh the other guy yeah and they went and then what happened was you could tell like he didn't have the tape on his arms when he came out he didn't have the tape he wasn't ready like they told him like yo you got to go out there like right now and he yeah. tore it up even for a guy who wasn't prepared to go out there or do anything so.
4: Yeah. yeah, I will say with the hurt business, it's sad that they came out during the freaking COVID era because I feel like they would be so good. Like all four of them, MVP as the mouthpiece, Cedric Alexander as the, Alexander as the young guy to develop, and Sheldon Benjamin helping him become relevant again, even yeah. though he's like still a such a great worker. Like I wish they gave them more time. Yeah,
3: they were well, the best like, things that like, WWE like, had. Like, yeah.
4: Yeah, let Joe finish. I have I actually have a question for the group, but let Joe finish. I mean, I,
1: I'm
4: sorry, I'm sorry. No,
1: yes. no, all good.
4: Yeah, yeah, Cyrus, keep your question because then we have we have Joe. He's got the his last set, and then he has his surprise entrance in which you will guide us through how they make their debut. So, okay. Joe, you're up, sir. Um, I'm missing my woman contender. I need somebody to
2: compete with Bianca, someone who can move and work like Bianca can. Um, She's kind of been off TV for a little bit, but I expect her to either make an appearance this weekend or a debut on Monday or Friday night next week. Um, Give me Bailey, give me Bailey Uh, all day, every day. She's a great worker. She could play heel. She can play face. She's a hell of a heel to be honest with you. So I'll take Bailey. That rounds out my five. Now my question is to you, Kevin, as the commissioner of this draft, Uh (laughs) because i have mox and brian danielson do i automatically get regal
4: we will give you regal
2: okay so he's the mouthpiece for the group yada yada i'm not gonna because he would have been my surprise Mm -hmm. if i didn't have him yeah um so my next pay-per-view we're gonna have mox versus daniel brian danielson in a title match but it's a friendly match they're in the same tag team um Mox goes over, they shake hands, Regal's there, yada, yada. They're Blackpool Combat Club. Um, they're celebrating in the ring after a hell of a match. Lights go out. And then the lights turn on, and Bray Wyatt is in the ring. Oh, but not oh. I'm not the fiend Bray Wyatt. Okay. The fiend is trash. I'm talking Bray Wyatt, the cult leader, holding a lantern in the Ooh. ring. Mm. Okay. And he takes out both Brian and Moxley and he hands the lantern over to we- Regal and walks away. So that's his, that's his entrance into the mush squad
4: wrestling impeccable. association. Absolutely so, impeccable. I'm going Bray Wyatt. I love that. Absolutely love that. All right, Cyrus, you're I up. I, I don't know how I can
3: top that. I don't but, know that. Well,
4: figure it out. I have faith. in Um, you.
3: no, but I am going to go, So picture this, hell of a championship match, Rollins, Rollins, Lashley, hell of a championship match, you know, all, you know, Rollins going over, doing this thing high, you know, and the lights don't go out, but Bullet Club music hits and the switchblade comes walking out trying to gain another championship to add on to his god status yep. that man right there that's a i like guys like that because you know that he could work it whether he's not in the ring or whether he's on the sideline he could work it and i like that because now they could be you know if you get injured i could, I could find a way to use it either way i'm like a multi-use guy like to see he, he
4: walks yeah. out puts jay white on.
3: Seth Rollins, Jay White,
2: inject that into my veins right now.
4: Yes, speak it into the presence. I love it. I love it. All right, Leland, you're up, sir. All right,
1: so new promotion, you want to make a splash. Mm -hmm. So first pay-per-view, Kevin Owens, Kenny Omega beat the living hell out of each other, and KO goes over and wins the title. Lights go out, lights don't go out, doesn't matter. Out walks John Cena. (laughs) Oh, He's a free agent. You don't know if he's with WWE right now. We really don't know. His yeah. I was waiting for someone Cena. to go with John Cena. Listen, Cena and Owens had some damn good matches. Oh, yes. I don't care how old Cena is. He can still go. Those two, throwing it down, that's how you bring people in.
4: That's
2: how he's worth is, a new is he in full Peacekeeper outfit? That'd
4: be cool. As long as that he would be epic if he came as out as entrance, a Peacekeeper. Too. Okay. All right, so I'm not going to lie to you. My whole plan was completely dethroned after Cyrus took Charlotte Flair because I had this epic story where I had a three-way match in the main event where they would find out later on it would turn into a fatal four-way. Camera cuts to the back where you see someone pull out, their boots they're on, they're walking, they're walking, they're walking, she takes a turn. You see the CF on the boots. Charlotte Flair then comes out and to enormous booze and garbage is thrown into the ring. So now that that heel thing is taken away from me, it's all good. We we change on the fly. So I'm you know tag team. We're gonna we have uh my the Men of the Year versus RK, Bro. They're going at it. Um and then you know we'll say Men of the Year win. As the young up-and-comers, they take the titles from RK-Bro. Then all of a sudden, they hear a piano start playing. (sighs) Then all of a sudden, over the loudspeakers, ha, 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 I knew you'd come. And you get the Hardy Boys in the broken faction feel. The lights turn off. The ring is going on. Everyone is going, deletes. And then you see Ego and Ethan Page take a typical twist of fate and a swanton bomb so he can live his addiction and then that ends my promotion for that night. So my Hardy, the Hardys are my surprise guests for my promotion surprise signing. So there it is. Awesome, guys. So I liked how that turned out. I think again what how does how does everybody feel about their roster right now? How is it looking? It I think we did impeccable. Mine looks great.
0: Mine looks <laughs> yeah. great. Yours is fantastic. Incredible. Yours is incredible. I just have The Rock sitting there and John Cena. That's it. And Triple H. And Triple H. I got those three. I'm good. Y'all You're can't leaning. beat me. You don't know what the Rock's cooking, so
2: can't smell it either.
0: Definitely can't. And you can't see. You don't see them. So after oh after the last two years of COVID, you can't smell it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Well, that was a lot of fun. I hope you guys had fun. I mean, I just love doing these type of things. It's just, you know, we're just makes me even more of a wrestling nerd. Any thoughts on what you guys have picked for your promotion? You feel good. Feel with it. Was there anybody that you wanted initially?
3: Well, I went to MJF, but just just because I think he takes, I think his heel approach has been great. Even If you haven't followed him on Twitter, if you ever seen some of his stuff on Twitter, he takes it to the whole extreme. Like, his, yeah. his, his job from
1: – his work from one end to the other, it's impeccable. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking best heels in the business right now, Reigns and MJF are 1A and 1B. Those yeah. two are – their heel work is unbeatable right now. No, that's a fact. I love it. All right, so but I think I, that – I did have a question for the group, though,
3: right? Go ahead. Even Merrick – even Merrick can, 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 can move in on this one. Uh, ho- if you could – if you could fix the WWE, being that we know Triple H is gone, he's going to be coming back, right? If you could fix WWE, what, what man would you put in charge to fix it to bring it back to its prosperity?
2: I mean, I think we're all riding the AEW wave right now because it's, it's the new drug in town, you know what I mean? Fifteen years ago, Molly was the new drug, and everybody was on Molly. Um, but WWE is is cocaine, and cocaine is the king of drugs. Sorry for the drug reference, but it's <laughs> always okay. been around, and it will always be around. Okay, um, I don't think it needs fixing. You could tweak little things, okay. like I've I've miracle booked the main event for this WrestleMania for the last ten months between. Yeah uh Roman and Brock and you know having all of Roman's family members come out you know you have Sika you have Rikishi you have the Usos you you bring everybody out to the ring with him for his introduction and then he goes over on Brock and everybody comes out to the ring to like serenade him throw the lay on his head and then the music hits and mm-hmm. it's the rocks music and it's the one last family member and the rock comes out and challenges roman reigns and then we build to that for the next year mm-hmm. like, i've i've miracle booked that i've like that's like what i have stuck in my head but looking at the card for the wrestlemania over the two nights this is a damn good card yeah and, it is you know people yeah. are knocking them for bringing these celebrities in the the logan poles the bad bunnies the There's always been celebrity involvement in WrestleMania. Mr. T headlined WrestleMania. Lawrence Taylor, the linebacker, headlined WrestleMania. Floyd Mayweather, bad butt. There's always been Hollywood stars coming in. So Mm -hmm. Johnny Knoxville, I'm okay with. Pat McAfee, I'm okay with. You have the... um, was it um, Logan Paul? Sure, more eyes, more more eyes on the on the prize is cool. I'm cool with that. Um, I I don't think it need, Nobody needs to be. You know, Triple H needs to get involved again more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not doing anything wrong. It's just people like the new candy. No, no. I, I
3: mean, that's cool. I, the reason I was asking that question is because yes, there are, like you said, there's always little things to be tweaked to make it better. But again, the, the arguments that we've all had, even when we were doing the, the first one, was there were certain things that they should never have done in the first place that if you can go back and try to fix it to make it work. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's the way I was, that's why I was asking that question because it is. So what what do you think?
1: To me, the biggest thing that bothers me is the presentation and not like the stage setup or anything. Their stage is incredible. It's insane. But like the camera work during matches and stuff like that. I hate it. I hate it so much. I think Vince is obviously the one making all the decisions. I think they need to go a little younger with that. It'll never happen while Vince is alive and in control. But yep. think of a guy like Ricochet. I mean, he's finally getting a little push, but dude's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Why has he been stuck in the low card for the last two years? Yeah, I, I just don't get that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with Joe. It's WWE. There's not... I don't think there's anything specifically wrong with the product. I just don't think, I think some things go on too long. They don't freshen things up all the time. I, I, that's the biggest issue to me, other than the production, which I just, I hate watching their matches.
4: Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm in agreement with, with all of that. Just because we are currently almost reaching an hour and a half, I um, wanted to make sure, uh, what's up, Merritt? Bruce Arians is no longer the coach of the Bucks. What? Ooh. Oh. Oh. Well, that's that's oh, surprising
0: so Man. Bruce Arians retiring from coaching moving to the Bucks front office reports um to Peter King and LA Times defensive coordinator Todd Bowles picked t- to replace him staff being told news at this hour wow. Wow. wow
4: hell of a hell of a hell of a breaking news yeah, right a break right there you're yeah. welcome Right <laughs> before, while we before before we get to Merit's last trivia question, I want to go around for everyone. What is one thing that you are hoping to happen at this year's WrestleMania this weekend? Whoever would like to start,
1: I'll go first since I haven't went first on one of these yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, here's what I. I'm hoping is going to happen. What I think is going to happen. I think Cody and Seth Rollins are going to steal the show. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think it's going to be a hell of a match. I'm hoping that Cody gets to keep his normal entrance music that he's been using since he left the first time, Mm -hmm. because if the lights go out and that music hits, the the crowds going to go insane. Um, But I really do think they're going to steal the show. I also think Pat McAfee and Austin theory might one, a one B steal the show. Austin theory is a damn good wrestler. Pack can go. I can go. Pat can go. He cares. He cares more than most celebrities. Um, So I think that those are 1A, 1B stealing the show. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot.
4: Joe, Cyrus?
1: Yeah, I'll
2: go. Um, I hope we get more than just a stunner and a beer chug from Steve Austin. Mm. Uh, The reports have been he is um, in – the best shape he's been in the last 15 years. He had a ring built on his ranch back in August to help him get back into ring shape, get off that ring rust. I don't need a, a 25 minute match with him in KO, but KO could carry him for a little bit mm-hmm. if need be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to see Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? what? Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin.
4: Love that shirt too.
2: 8 to 10. Give me 8 to 10 minutes in a match, a
4: real match. Yeah, I think
1: a 10 minute brawl, yeah. like a I, brawl match and I'll be happy.
4: I think like I have a really strong feeling it's not just going to be him in the t-shirt with the town on it with 316. Right. I think he's coming out with the vest. Yeah. Maybe maybe more short since he's older, but he's going to have the knee brace on oh,
2: yeah.
4: and the black boots and I think he's in it to go ahead and have a match whether 5, 7, 10 minutes. I think it's happening. I'm hundred percent on that boat with you, Joe.
1: Yeah, they're not closing the show with that just to have them talk, right? Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, Cyrus, yeah. um, anything? I just I hope that
3: I hope that Brock in that Roman match becomes a banger to yeah, for for years know. to come. Yeah. Like not not just not just because I know you know over the years it's been. Brock hits him, bang, he's down within fifteen minutes. within ten and fifteen minutes, the match is over. He's wiped somebody out or the same thing with Roman, he goes in, hits him. I smacked him, you know all that stuff, and he's done in ten, you know ten minutes. I, I want like a good half an hour. I'm going at it. every wrestling move, suplex, arm drag, whatever it is out of him. Nah, not just the normal five moves, and we're done. like i I want a full slew you know, like they did with Hogan when he came back and they were doing all that other stuff. Cyrus, who do you have winning that match? I think think if everything goes the way they want it, they're going to give Roman both of the belts. And I heard that they're going to bring back the big belt. Roman is going to bring back the big belt and retire the other two. Until they decide to split brains again, obviously, you know, somewhere down the line. I think it'd be
2: badass with him just walking around with two belts, man. Mm-hmm. This guy is, it, this is the best thing that WWE has had going for the last decade. Easy. Yeah.
4: Like, oh, yeah. Like,
2: like you yeah. built this guy up for the last 500 days. Brock is over, like, Rover. I love Cowboy Brock. I yeah. love <laughs>
4: it. It is amazing. Brock.
2: It is great. But yeah, Roman's got to go over, right? Like, there's no yeah. doubt. Ro- Roman has to win this match.
4: Yes, because if yeah. they're gonna do what uh, what we have, they have to do, it's gotta be Roman goes over, and then Dwayne comes at some point, right, and says, right "Let's do this year. in Hollywood." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's happening.
1: The match next year is happening. Yeah. Like, will we come out after this match? I don't know. I think there's a little smoke behind that just today. They posted him, the rock returning to host WrestleMania on their YouTube channel, Mm posting the full segment. So uh, there, I mean, everyone knows it's coming next year. Is he coming out Sunday night? Who knows?
2: The, the, the Bowl commercial for WrestleMania was all current active superstars, except for two stone cold and the rock.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. So Uh, I don't know if there's any smoke to
2: that fire.
3: Do you think do you think because I mean SummerSlam is in August? Do you think they somehow maybe maybe have him come out during SummerSlam or work his way into going into SummerSlam somehow?
2: Listen, you can have you can have The Rock pop in and say give him a rock bottom and say, I'll see you in Hollywood. And yep. then pop out. That'd be
4: it. That's all they need to do. Yeah. Pop
2: in at Survivor Series, like just just three appearances. And then yeah. Roman is just Roman can go a whole nother year. Just smashing, stacking. I don't give any line them up and knock them down. This is the best thing they got going,
4: absolutely. And then
2: you can have the Usos go through some turbulence, and maybe you build that storyline where it's Jimmy versus Jay or Jimmy (laughs) and Jay versus Roman, or Mm -hmm. there's different things you can do in the meantime to waste time to get to next wrestlemania
4: 100 um, percent. they did it with john cena and the rock yep. that they can they can make it happen for sure yep. all right so Merritt, it is your time of the podcast trivia time what do you have for us all right
0: so we will keep it in the wrestling mood guys uh who has won the maxim royal rumble and how many times
4: the most royal rumbles is that the question who has won the maximum royal rumble and how many times i think it's austin with 3 yeah yeah, mm. austin, no. has three. Yes. yeah. austin has 3 yes austin has 3 cuz everybody else has 2 i think like roman yep. has 2 like triple h has 2 He has 2, has two. Has two. Yep. Yep. look at that let's go see kevin knows a little bit of something there you, <laughs> there you go Nice. all right well i guess is it is it is it me That's outro time out here, Mary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool. Uh, Real quick, again, guys, thank you for enhancing this wrestling addiction that I have and allowing me to have you on our podcast. If anybody wants to plug, you know, Joe, again, thank you so much. Shout out to you, Andy. Moosh Squad podcast. Did I say that right? Mush Squad, my boy. Mush, mush Squad. Mush. mush Squad. Okay. Mush squad so podcast. I just wanted to make sure I got it right because I listened back to the first time and I kept saying it freaking wrong. So All I good, just want to make sure I did it justice. But yes, thank you so much for coming on, Leland, Leland Cyrus, thank you guys again for coming on. Um, so I don't have my paper merit, so I'm just gonna go off the top of the dome with this one. <laughs> make sure. You watch us on the YouTube at the Mailing Musings Podcast YouTube channel. Follow Merit at Merit underscore P. Follow me at KCuaver624. Follow us on Instagram at The mailing Musings Pod. And, yeah, guys, it's the road to WrestleMania. We're out here. Y'all have a good night. Peace, y'all.